What is the goal for your life? When I was young, uh, my goal for my life was to be a college basketball player, but uh, considering that I'm two foot four and have a two inch vertical, that wasn't gonna happen. Uh, later, I wanted to be a car designer. I enjoyed drawing uh, little cars, but um, even that too, um, yeah, my artistic ability wasn't that great. Uh, stick figures are, go a long ways in some ways, maybe not. And then later, um, I wanted to be in the history books. I figured that, you know, that would be a way to immortality, is to be in the history books. Later, I wanted to marry uh, an amazing uh, woman. Uh, you know, have Catholic kids grow old, you know, die. You know, the kids were carrying on, uh, you know, my uh, whatever throughout history. That was the goal of my life. Now, one thing I liked about math, about computers, is usually there was a right answer or there was a wrong answer. There was nothing in between. You know, as I referred to earlier, you know, arts, right? There's, um, I was saying earlier today how, you know, um, it was not fair in our class. There was someone in my grade who, you know, was getting noticed by uh, colleges around, like, you know, when I was drawing stick figures, she was doing, like, oil paintings. Like, it wasn't even uh, comparable. We weren't even in the same league. But, you know, my stick figures were the best, of course. And so, you know, it is. You know, some things can seem kind of subjective. Um, at least that's what appeared to me in art, that things are subjective. Maybe I need to take an art appreciation class. Maybe that would help. But it seemed like, like art, like writing seemed always so subjective. Whereas math and science were very, you know, either you were right or you were wrong. In some ways, that's what Jesus um, puts before us today. Even in the first reading, he says, Set before yourself life and prosperity, and on the other side, death and doom. Obey the commandments of God, and you will live and grow numerous, and God will bless you. If not, you will certainly perish. I said before you, life and death, blessing and curse. And he says, choose life by loving God, heeding His voice, and holding fast to Him. So we can choose life or death, blessing or curse. Life and prosperity or death and doom. And then in the Gospel, Jesus says, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. We can either follow Jesus or we don't. And in this life, there may be, you know, a lot of degrees of that. But at the end of the day, uh, I mean, you know, just the other day I talked about purgatory. But even purgatory is a preparation for heaven. That in some ways even our eternal life is binary. We're either in heaven or we're in hell. And Jesus says just that. That for whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What profit is there for one to gain the whole world and yet lose 
or forfeit himself. The world does not understand living for the next life. They believe that this life is all that there is. And if that is true, then we should live like the world. If there is nothing after death, then we should live like so many of our contemporaries. But if there is life after death, then, we, then our lives should look radically different than most of the people in the world. We should be living our life as to lose it, to lose it for the sake of Jesus Christ. The world says that we should be living for comfort. That should, that should be the goal of our lives, is to live a comfortable life. You know, maybe to make sacrifices early in life, you know, to gain, you know, a big in a, um, retirement fund so that we can live comfortably. But even now, you know, to... Uh, again, I think I mentioned this the other day to, you know, binge watch things, uh, to live in that comfort that, you know, just kind of, you know, numbing comfort. But as uh, most of you know, Pope Benedict said, the world will offer you comfort, but you are not made for comfort. You are made for greatness. And I was reflecting on this, and maybe I'm wrong, but as far as I could reflect on the comfort and greatness are mutually exclusive. When you think of movies, when you think of heroes in movies and uh, stories, they always have to, the hero always has to make a sacrifice for the good of himself, for the good of others, to win the battle, to win uh, the outcome, the climax. They have to make a sacrifice in order to change things. And why would it be any different in real life? We are called to be heroes. We are called to greatness. That means that we are not called to comfort. We are called to take up our cross daily. Every day it's a new choice. If you ask married couples, love isn't something that you decide one day on your marriage day and go on with your life. No, love is something that we make a choice, every ch a choice that we make daily. Again, there's no different than our relationship with Christ. We choose every day to love Christ, to take up our cross, to choose the opposite of comfort, to choose sacrifice for our good and for the good of others. There are no practices in life. There are no scrimmages in life. There are no dress rehearsals in life. There is just life. Thankfully, there are second chances. You know, uh, the confessional is a great place for second chances. So we thank the Lord for those. But at the end, it is just life. One side is comfort. Doom, curse, separation from God. On the other side is life, eternal life in heaven, blessing, self-denial, crosses, rejection, greatness, true unconditional love, following Jesus in his commandments.
being a hero in salvation history. We are called to be a participant in salvation history. We are not called to be a tourist of salvation history. When we think about history is happening all the time, at every moment the present is becoming history. And at the end of a life, at the end of your life, what will your history be? Salvation history isn't a type of history, it is the history. At the end of time, the only history that will matter is history seen through God's eyes. Salvation history, the history of the salvation of souls, is the only history that there will be. And again, you are not a tourist in this history. You are a participant. You are a participant in salvation history. And as I said earlier, you know, earlier in my life, my goal was to be remembered to be in the history books. And maybe not in the history books that they, you know, give out to high school students. But in the history books of salvation history. What will be our participation in that history? As we enter into the season of Lent. Now, what are some things that we can and can't do? Uh, there um, is a list uh, that uh, the campus minister made. And so if you need some ideas of what to do or not do during Lent, there's a great list there. Well, you know, maybe some obvious ones are is to pray more. Maybe the Lord is asking you to make a regular prayer of time every day. Maybe for some of you that's five minutes. Maybe for some of you that's an hour. Maybe the Lord is calling you to do a greater service. Maybe to help out at a food kitchen. Maybe just to help a friend who is in need. Maybe a friend who is depressed. Maybe it's to join a Bible study because we have lots of those. And that we have sign-ups for those, so get on that. No, or event, invite a friend to a Bible study if you're already going to a Bible study. Now, it's good to have some goals, right? We should have careers. We need to have money so that we can, you know, live and maybe raise a family. But our life goal should be to lose, to give over our life for Jesus' sake. And to put it in another way, our life goal should be to become saints. So let's start now. Let's take our place in salvation history. Let's choose not comfort, but sacrifice. Let's choose to become heroes in salvation history. Let's be willing to lose our lives for the sake of Jesus Christ and for the kingdom. Because at the end of time, there will only be salvation history. And how will we participate in that salvation history? That is a question that we decide by every choice that we make every day. And as we enter this Lenten season, may we choose Jesus Christ. May we choose sacrifice. May we choose Jesus Christ living for him and his church.
Again, may we choose to become saints.